Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high and I'm going to talk about one of my Commander Decks. Just got back from cards. Uh, my third night that I've played with my new playgroup. A couple of so-so games, but uh, one really good one. One of those kind of grindy, interactive games that goes on maybe a little too long, but you don't mind. Uh, and I ended up winning it, so I figured I'd talk about the deck that won that game. Uh, tonight, we've got... Uh, what do we got here? We've got a Humboldt Farms Pineapple Upside Down Cake from California. Um, and let's go ahead and get on that before we start talking about General Tazri. Fucking cold out. Before I get into it, what the fuck, Iowa? Really, Iowa? You had one fucking job. Anyway, sorry. Whew! Alright. General Tazri. First thing. No, I'm not running food chain. Uh, General Tazri used to be, at least, the de facto food chain general for competitive EDH decks. Replaced, I believe, by Niv-Mizzet, uh, Reborn, First Sliver, and then um, Kenrith. But this is not that deck. My friends still hate this deck, but it, this is not that deck. General Tazri. She costs four and a white for a legendary creature. Human ally. When General Tazri enters the battlefield, she's a 3-4. When General, she looks kind of like, everyone says she looks like Brianna Tarth. She doesn't. Was it Adriana from that commander said that awful card? She looked like Brianna Tarth. When General Tazri enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an ally creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. She also has an activated ability, which makes her a five-color commander. Pay Wooberg, and ally creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of creatures among... Ooh, where X is the number of colors among creatures you control. I've used that like twice. So Tazri is an ally deck. It's tribal. I had an ally deck before Tazri. I had a, even before Battle for Zendikar, I had built one from the original Zendikar allies with Corona the False God as the commander. It was awful. The mana base was awful. The creatures were awful. It's back when allies, all they did was like put plus one, plus one counters on other allies. There were like three playable ones in there in here, but the rest of them just put counters on shit. And then they came out with uh, Battle for Zendikar, and we got new allies, but then the only legendary we got, I believe, was Munda the Ambush Leader, who is so fucking bad, he's not even in this deck. He's an awful card, and he's not in this deck. But he was the legendary ally we had. Then with the Gatewatch, they gave us what we wanted, General Tazri. What does General Tazri want to do? General Tazri wants to uh, put allies into play. She wants to search them up, then play them, and then feast on the synergy that is allies. Feast on the synergy. Okay. Alright. Um, some people would say this is a combo deck. I disagree to an extent. It has a... Yes, it relies on a combination of cards to win, but that combination varies. It doesn't have to be 
this card plus this card plus this card. It's a number of cards piled on top of a number of cards. It's all about getting ally triggers. It's all it's about, ally triggers. Some of those win through combat, some of them do not, but just ally triggers. So it's not like I'm gonna go get Paradox Engine and this and this, well I'd be cheating, obviously, Paradox Engine, but you know what I mean. It's not that kind of combo. But what I love about the deck is that I do win, is when it wins, when it does well, it does something a little different. It may not seem like it from the outside sometimes, but it's about what combination of allies can I put together. If people don't know, the whole three of you listening, when allies come into play, they trigger not only themselves uh, with an uh, enter the battlefield ability, but every other ally triggers off another ally entering the battlefield. They're kind of like uh, temporary slivers. So, um, so what you're trying to do is generate, generate triggers. And, and it's important to note that General Tazri is a tutor. Well, that's one of the things that makes her powerful is she is a tutor. She's a tutor for allies. And as you'll see, I'm going to try to take advantage of that a little bit in the way I build the deck. So I have taken out the basic lands. There are uh, three plains, two islands, a swamp, a forest, and a mountain. Yeah, I'm begging for a blood moon or a back to basics to bed me over, but what are you going to do? Also, because this is a five-color deck, I've taken out the five, the ten fetch lands, one for each uh, two-color combo, and then either a shock land or an OG dual land for each of the two-color pair, for each of the ten two-color pairs. Two-color pairs, of course, it's two colors; it's a pair. So I've taken out those twenty lands because that's boring. So Going my head pretty quick. All right, so we're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. So yeah, played in the game tonight, and this deck pulled it out at the end. And when I get to the card, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what won it. All right, would you like to cut? Thank you. Victimize, victimize of one of my favorite reanimation spells. The value is so good, three mana to get two creatures back into play. And in a deck where you're going to notice that for a lot of, not everyone, but for a lot of my support cards. I'm trying to keep all the pips to one of each color maximum. And Victimize is a black and two, and uh, it's very efficient. And sometimes it can win the game or get me close because it can create two triggers. And the more triggers you can, I'm going to say trigger a lot. Just warn you, I'm going to say trigger a lot. But you'll get two triggers <laughs> of it uh, uh, with this, and, and the more the better. I like victimize. Jawari Shapeshifter is an ally who can clone other allies. It's only two mana, so it's kind of like a phantasmal image. Just like with victimize, doubling up on triggers. In this case, making a copy, as you'll see from other cards in the deck, making a copy of, uh, of an ally and getting two of its abilities, you know, whenever it triggers, uh, is, is very powerful. Seascape. Seascape. Aerialist. Uh, this is the ally that gives them all flying. Um, it's kind of a finisher. It's part of the combat win, you know, that the deck can have. You know, I, I need to give them, usually the win involves giving them all some type of evasion, some sort of evasion. And uh, the aerialist does that just fine. Command tower. Exotic orchard. Pretty much just a command tower. Right of replication. All right, I've already broken my rule. This card, of course, 
course, has uh, two blue in this casting cost, but a kicked writer replication in this deck is usually game. You know, because those, like I said, those, those allies, they compound upon each other. So if you make five copies of one that drains your opponents for life, it's a lot of damage. I don't even know. And it's a lot of damage without any other allies in play, but if you have four or five allies in play, it's just game. Uh, but it, it does have two blue in the casting cost. Herald's Horn. Uh, it's that three-minute artifact that reduces a creature of the chosen type cost by one, and then you look at the top card here. What The upkeep thing barely ever happens. I think I've drawn three or four cards off of it, but, uh, you know, making my spells cost a little less. Allies are a little pricey. You know, I think I have a good, like, four-mana one-one in here. They, they are a little pricey, so reducing their cost is not so bad. Marsh from the Tomb. People probably don't know this one as well. Marsh from the Tomb is a sorcery for five, uh, for three, a white and a black. Return any number of target ally creature cards with to total converted mana cost eight or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. So it's kind of a mass reanimate for allies. Um, it's not great. There are cards that do much more than this, but it's it's a it's a tribal card and, and it can be really handy. Soul Ring. Vindicate. This is a good example of my strategy as far as the ancillary cards in the deck, the utility cards. Uh, Vindicate, of course, costs one, a white, and a black. Because of the five color mana base, I don't want, like, I don't want to run Hero's Downfall, right? Because it's black, black, one. Uh, I only want to have one of one pip in any color. color. Rider replication, of course, doesn't count because um, that was too good not to. So Vindicate is an example of how I'm, what my removal, and also because this deck is very linear in what it's trying to do, I want my removal to be as broad as possible. Destroy target permanent. You know, I want to be able to, be able to hit anything because I'm not going to be able to pack a, a suite of creature removal spells and a suite of artifact and enchantment removal spells. I'm not going to have time to do that. You know, I, I'm not playing any sinkholes. So I need cards that can kill, you know, anything. That are easy to cast in the deck. Conjurer's Closet. Good for getting ally triggers. Best for getting general Tazri triggers. Blinking some, blinking her at the end of turn. Going and getting another ally. Once you get that chain going, it's really hard to stop. Patriarch's Bidding. The way better version of March from the Tomb. So much that I had to go back and reread what March from the Tomb was called. But Patriarch's Bidding, of course, is the 5-mana Black Sorcery. It's got two black in it. I'm already breaking my fucking rule. Maybe by the time we get to the end of this, we're going to realize I'm full of shit. Let's find out. Patriarch's Bidding costs three and two black. Each player chooses a creature type. Each player returns all creature cards of a type chosen this way from his or her graveyard into play. Um, Master Animation, Master Triggers. Talisman of Hierarchy. The way I've chosen to do a lot of the ramp in this deck is I'm using, because white is the primary color, the most dominant color, I use, I'm use i using all the white talismans. The four white talismans, in addition to some other rocks. But I, again, I don't really have room for mana dorks or for cultivates and stuff. I just need efficient mana 
and the talismans are going to make sure that I get the white that I need, especially to cast Tazri, and then also to fix my collars. So we'll see more of the talismans as I go forward. Eerie Interlude. Eerie Interlude is kind of in the same realm as Patriarch's Bidding. Obviously it's not reanimation, but it's a protection from a board wipe. For people who don't know, it's a two and a white for an instant. Uh, exile any number of target creatures you control, any number. That's really nice because you don't have to blink your tokens. Return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. It's good protection for your board and it creates it. You, sometimes you don't even do it for that. You just do it to create a giant ETB massacre. Painful truth. Painful. Mm. I'm already higher tonight that I was the entire first episode. So strap in or turn it off. Either of those things are acceptable. Painful Truths. Draw spell. Five color deck gets three mana, draw three cards. Venser the Sojourner. I'm going to save Venser aside because Venser won me the game tonight. Talisman of Progress. Smothering Tithe. I mean, it's five colors. You can easily cast white spells. It's a stupid card that I kind of hate, but kind of love. And um, why wouldn't I play it? Freed from the real. So like I said last week, if anyone bothered to listen, which I would not blame you, if you did not, um, the new place I'm playing is a little more combo heavy than I'm used to. And uh, it seems everyone's running some kind of infinite in their deck. Freed from the Real is a, an infinite combo piece in this deck. It's pretty much the only thing it does. But it makes infinite mana with a uh, creature that'll come up later. So I'll set it aside. But again, you know, when Rome. Bring to Light. Um, Bring to Light's just a really good tutor. It's a five mana, five color deck. It's a five mana... It's a copy of any, any what, a sorcery, instant, or creature spell in your deck. Five seems here less. It's just an extra copy. Arcane Adaptation. Okay, this is part of another infinite combo. We'll get there. You know what? Things change. Mystical Tutor. Many of the win conditions in this deck are instants and or sorceries. They're probably not instants and sorceries. They're instants or sorceries. So, I guess I've split cards with you. Anyway. So, Mystical Tutor is there as a, another copy of one of those win conditions, considering the board. Ghostly Flicker. Exile two target artifacts, creatures, and or lands you control and return those cards to the battlefield under your control. Same thing as your interlude. Just more flicker effects. It's good to flicker for triggers and also just for Tazri to keep filling up your hand with allies. Ondu Cleric. It's the two-mana white cleric that gives, uh, when it comes into play, or another ally comes into play, you gain life for each ally you control. I've come around on life gain in Commander. I actually think life gain in Commander is getting a little more... I don't know. For some reason, it feels like life gain is getting more prominent and powerful. Ondu Cleric can just sometimes just put you out of reach and just give you time. Just give you so much time. It gains so much life. For, for, for a two-mana card. Arcane Signet. See last week about Arcane Signet. Of course it's in here. Kazul Warlord. One of the old allies. Of course, so is Ondu Cleric. 
But because Warlord is the is a Minotaur, but listen, here's the thing: it's a red and four. And whenever it or another ally enters the battlefield under my control, I may put a plus one plus one counter on each ally I control. It's a three three. That's really powerful, but five mana is expensive. Again, allies are not cheap. Retreat to Amiria. This is the um, retreat that when you landfall, you can put a 1-1 white core ally creature token on the battlefield. The other thing I don't care about. It's triggers. It's, it's, it's ways to create triggers, ally triggers, by doing the things that you normally do, like playing lands. In, are there better cards? Yes, but in it, do I care about that 1-1? One, one? Not really. But to be able to trigger all my allies, whether it's to give them flying or to gain life or to, 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 to do damage to something or to blow up an artifact by playing a land, that's really good. Herbaz Druid. Herbaz Druid is often, this is the one that taps for uh, mana, uh, where it taps for X mana, where X is the number of allies you control. X mana of any one color. This is oftentimes the first one you tutor up with Tazri when you're playing the deck. Um, although not as much of late. I've kind of moved to a different strategy. Because the thing about Herbaz Druid is it's an 0-1, and people know when you tutor up, the first ally you tutor up, people are going to assume is the most important. So they kill this thing all the time. Because they're not wrong. But people kill this thing all the time. So I've gone down there. Oh, and also, this is the thing that com combos with Freed from the Real. Freed from the Real. Whoa. Freed from the Real is an aura and it enchants a creature and it has the ability blue tap the creature or blue untap the creature. So it lets you make infinite mana with Herabaz Druid. Which then you can pump into Tazri's ability. I guess. Wait, is that the only thing I have to do with it? I mean, I guess it just lets me cast anything I want, but kind of, it kind of like, I mean, it does it, but it does, does it, we'll see if it does anything. Kindred Summons. Oh, see, I just said Kindred Summons, and I know at least three people out there that shivered in fear or revulsion or just having bad flashbacks. Kindred Summons costs five and two green. It is an instant. I repeat that for those in the back. It is an instant. Choose a creature type. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X creature cards of the chosen type, where X is the number of creatures you control of that type. Put those cards onto the battlefield. Then, da 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 da. I'd like to reiterate an instant. This has killed more people than cholera. It's an old joke, I think. Or I just made it up. Chasm Guide. Chasm Guide is, uh, he gives them all haste. This is the guy that I've been tutoring up earlier. Perhaps even before the Herabaz Druid. Even though they're very good together. Chasm Guide. I mean, he... he yeah, the haste is nice for combat, but he's really nice for value, especially for the mana guy, the guy who draws you cards. Being able, because people kill the important ones, having something like haste, which seems scary, but not super scary. It's not the draw cards one. It's not the it's not the one that makes mana. So people tend to leave this one alone. 
And then when I do land the one that draws cards, I do land the one that makes mana, at least I get an activation out of it before someone has a chance to kill it. And it gives me a little bit of value. So he's been kind of a good enabler to get him down early. Him. And looks like a guy. I don't know. To get them down early. And, and then get the value off of being able to use my bigger, my more important creatures the turn they come into play. If that makes any fucking sense. Vanquisher's Banner. Uh, you know, draw some cards. I don't care about the plus one, plus one, but it draws me cards. Talisman of Unity. Kindred Charge. Uh, much like Kindred Summons. Not as good, in my opinion, as Kindred Summons, but it's a uh, red, red, and four. There it is again. That one was green, green. This one's red, red. I'm, I'm full of shit. Uh, red, red, and four for sorcery. Choose a creature type, and then you make a token for each creature that you have of that type in play. It's usually a game winner as well, just like Kindred Summons. I like Kindred Summons better. It's more fun because you never know what you're going to get. Kindred Charge, you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to get. You can even do the math ahead of time. What I love about Kindred Summons is I don't have to do the math ahead of time. I just cast it and see what the fuck happens. Can, and it can fizzle. It has fizzled. Mana Confluence. Calastria Healer. Um, this is the one that whenever it comes into play or an ally comes into play, uh, you drain all your opponents for one. I don't know. It's actually pretty good. I was I, I didn't run this card for a long time. And uh, it's not bad. That, that it, it, it racks up. More than I would expect. I it didn't seem to have a big enough impact when I first saw it. It's not bad. Hallowed burial. This is a, a creature sweeper that uh, sorcery that puts all creatures on the bottom of their owner's libraries. When you have a commander that tutors and tutors creatures, it's not a terrible idea. When if you're gonna blow up the board. If, if the situation comes and you're like, you know what, I can't beat this board, I gotta get rid of it and hit the reset button, putting them on, putting them on the bottom of your library, where your commander can then tutor them up again, is not too bad. It's worth paying the extra mana for in this deck, in my opinion. Panharmonicon. I mean, if you don't know why I'm running Panharmonicon, you probably shouldn't be here. You just shouldn't. Anyway. Um, halftime. I'm really fucking baked right now, so I can't really imagine how baked I'm about to be. But, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, this is the structure of the show. I watched, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for like the sixth time again the other night. So fucking good. I know Quentin's not going to win the Oscar for it. They better not give it to 1917. Anyway. I know Quentin's not going to win the Oscar for it, but hot damn. It's it's every time. It's just better. Every time. Okay. Alright, let's get to the second half before I... But Dao, Seagate Loremaster. Tap him. Draw cards equal to the number of allies you control. Once I get him going, I'm going to win. Once I get him going, it's downhill. This is this is the hump. This is Wednesday. 
if I can get through to this guy and I can untap with him, I'm starting my push to win. Again, cost five mana for a one-two, for one-three. But these guys are not efficient. If I can untap with him, I'm, I'm in the home stretch. United Front. Most people probably don't know this one. It's a white and three or sorcery with converge. Put a 1-1 white core ally creature token on the battlefield for each color mana spent to cast United Front. So it's like painful truths. This is four mana. It's an underwhelming card. But in, a, in this deck, it's four mana. Trigger your allies four times. That can be enough to kill somebody, or that can be enough to just start burying people. Trigger them four times. You know, this is four more cards I draw when I tap the Seagate Loremaster. Right? This is this is four more mana that I can tap the Herbaz Druid for. I get the mana back. If I have Herbaz Druid in play and I cast this, I get the mana back immediately. So it's it's like a was it's, it's a junk uncommon. I don't know if you played it in limited. I guess you probably did if you were if you maybe you splashed for a third color for it, I don't know. But uh, in this deck, it's really powerful. It's, it's one of those great, like, you know, commander-only cards that's, you know, not great. Assassin's Trophy. Nice, easy to cast, um, versatile removal. Resolute Blade Master. I will love this art by, um, fuck, do I have to get reading glasses? Joseph Meehan. Uh, the art's real dope in Resident Blade Master. He's the one that gives me a uh, double strike. He's the Boros one that gives him double strike. Tajuru Warcaller. We're just hitting all the good ones here. Warcaller is the one that uh, whenever an ally comes into play, my creatures get plus two, plus two. A win sometimes, very a lot of wins involve these two cards, the Warmaster and the Blade Master. Master? The Warcaller and the Blade Master. Blade Caller, the War Caller, and the Blade Master. Uh, double Strike, plus two, plus two, lots of damage. Ephemerate, uh, just another Blink Effect that has Rebound, so it's, it's real good with Tazri. It's just a, in, in this deck, if Tazri's out, it's just a one mana, it's a one mana go in your deck and find an ally at instant speed. Fell War Stone, pretty much an Arcane Signet in this deck. Terminus, C. Before the break, when I talked about, um, how am I supposed to remember that? That was like minutes ago. Hallow Burial, same idea. I have no top deck manipulation or anything. I'm just paying six mana to put everything in the box. Mirror of the Forebears. Everyone made a lot of shit about Mirage Mirror, and right, rightfully so. I've seen that card do disgusting things. Mirror of the Forebears is a bad version of it, a tribal version of it, but, you know, it's two mana, enters the battlefield, you pick a creature type. You pay one until end of turn. Mirror of the Forebearers becomes a copy of target creature you control of that type till the end of turn. I mean, it's just an extra ally. Yeah, it's mana neutral with the Herabaz Druid, but for an effect like the plus two, plus two, the effects, like, you know, something that gives uh, the plus two, plus two, something that does damage, something that gains life. It's just a nice little clone that you can clone the abilities too. It's not, you know... Enlightened Tutor. Why is this in here? Seriously, why is this in here? I mean, I guess... Fuck. 
Marari's wake? Um, it's not for freed from the real. I'm not that guy. Um, Panharmonicon? Huh. I'm honest with you, I'm not sure. I mean, listen, there are good artifacts in here, but I'm not 100% sure why I specifically have Enlightened Tutor. I have an extra Demonic Tutor in my binder. If I want a card that can go get anything, but I'm playing Enlightened Tutor for some reason. Just think about that. Fairy's Protection. Shiny Judge Foil. Um, hey, Wizard. Hey, Wizards, come here. Reprint to Fairy's Protection. Just, just do it. You, you know it's the right thing to do. Ally Encampment is a rainbow land that lets you, you know, uh, tap for any mana to cast allies. It also has this ability, uh, one and tap it, sacrifice ally encampment, return target ally you control to its owner's hand. So you can bounce one of your allies, Tazri or any of your other, other allies, so you can recast them and trigger it. I've never used it. And every time I put the land into play, I say, remember that it has that ability. You can save it from a removal spell. You can bounce it again. You can, whatever, you bounce it and play it again. I remind myself every time I put the fucking thing into play and then I've never done it. Not that this opportunity hasn't come up. I'm sure it has. I just forget about it. Is this because I play high? Perhaps. Now that I'm playing sober at my new store because it's a 20-minute drive, will I, use this, will I use this? That's giving me too much credit. But we'll see. But I have never used this. Other than to cast spells. Cyclonic Rift. Father, forgive me. Command Beacon. Hey, wizards, it's me again. Uh, reprint fucking Command Beacon, alright? You fucked up the first time. Make it right. Uh, with the, you know, Tazri gets expensive. So, Command Beacon's a good one-shot way to shave off some commander tax. Go get another piece to get me going. Hero of Gomafada. This is the white one that gives uh, the Molma creatures indestructible. When an ally comes into play, I don't love this one. I mean, it, it seems like it would be great, but I don't, I don't love it. I've never been too impressed with it. I, I, it's fine, you know. I mean, giving them indestructible can't hurt, but it's five mana. There's probably better things I can do with five. Proteus staff. <laughs> Proteus staff is just fun. Um. Proteus Staff, uh, you know, is a three-man artifact. A three. Proteus Staff is a three-man artifact that uh, you can then pay two and a blue and tap it to put a creature on the bottom of your library, uh, its owner's library, own its owner's library. Oh shit! Hold on. Anyway, you polymorph something, and it's fun to do with allies because uh, Tazri can go back and get him if you need. You can put Tazri on the bottom if you don't want to. And then put a command zone to that. Anyway, Mistfield Plains. Um, like I said, this deck is, even though I only have three planes in the deck, I do have this. This is a fourth planes that is tutorable, and it puts stuff into my graveyard, or it takes from stuff from my graveyard and shuffles it back into my deck, or in the bottom of my library that I can then tutor up with Azri. So it's kind of a very long-winded, but pretty cheap slot. Anyway, 
I'm not even gonna try to finish that. Turn Timber Ranger. Whenever Turn Timber Ranger or another ally enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a t you may remember that you may put a two two green wolf token creature onto the battlefield, and if you do, put a plus one plus one counter on it. This an arcane adaptation. You make infinite wolves and make turn timber turn timber ranger. Fuck turn timber ranger. Infinitely big. It is the other infinite combo in the deck. I was about to say I don't have a way to tutor it up, but I realized I don't know why enlightened tutor is in the deck, and my two infinite combos involve enchantments. I may be a scumbag. I didn't even... Is that what I was thinking that night? I like to build when I'm high because uh, then you get in the game and you're surprised sometimes. Huh. Fucking scumbag. Ondu Champion. This is the guy that gives him all trample. Real good with the plus two, plus two guy. Part of the combat win. Beast Within. Versatile. Control. Tuck Tuck Scrapper. I actually killed someone with Tuck Tuck Scrapper recently. Last week? This week was it? Was it tonight? I don't know. It all blends together. Tuck Tuck Scrapper uh, enters the battlefield, destroys an artifact, um, and then does damage to its controller equal to the number uh, of allies in play. It's kind of like a Vishino heretic type of ability. Um, uh, and then it triggers again with more allies. And I did like 20 damage. I think it was tonight. I don't remember. Stunt Double. Just a strictly better clone. Speaking of better clones, Phantasmal Image. Living Death. Um, much in line with March from the Tombs. Got it. March from the Tombs. Right. Um, and um, Patriarch's Bidding. Bringing all my allies back in play. Yeah, with this one, everyone else gets their allies back. They don't get their allies back. Well, they may get their allies back. Who, do, who am I to assume I'm the only Tazri player at the table? But most of the time, they get all their creatures back. But I'm going to win when they come into play. I'm going to win that turn. I don't give a fuck what your creatures are. Cavern of Souls. Basically, uh, you know, ally encampment without the uh, upside. I mean, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, sure, it's, I guess, strictly better. But it does the exact same thing with ally encampment. Maybe once or twice it's prevented someone from countering a spell. I don't know, because... I just cast it with Cavern of Souls and they don't counter it, and so I don't know if they didn't counter it. Path of Ancestry. Just, you know, worst command tower. Hagra Diabolist. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute. Hagra Diabolist. I need to... friend my enemy everything I hate about myself and everything I love about myself in a five mana three two it doesn't feel good to win with this card technically I won tonight with this card but that's but it wins and I'm going to be honest with you, it actually feels kind of good to win with it. I don't know how to explain it. 
Sometimes it's fun to be an asshole. Here's what my friends are thinking. They're like, then you must be having fun all the fucking time. Noted. Haggard Eyeballist, of course, is the ally that comes into play. And uh, you may have target player lose life equal to the number of allies you control. This is the one with with right of replication or even some of the token makers or any other fucking card in the whole deck. Just, just mows people down. I had to win with it tonight. Now, I don't usually tutor him up. I don't, but... Tonight I had to because the guy was playing. I had killed my biggest competition. It was one of those things where, like, me and this one girl, we had um, we had this big battle going, and this other kid who was playing something that was like maybe a step above a precon was still in the game, but not really doing anything. And it was very clear that whoever won between me and uh, the woman sitting across from me was going to win the game. It was just going to be mopping up for a turn or two. And after that did happen, the the kid who was playing the the lower powered deck was playing that uh, what's that is that monk that gives your stuff flashback or help you with flashback, but then it also you prevent all damage to it. He had put Pariah on there. Is that what it's fucking called? Is that Pariah? I think it's Pariah. Although I'm not sure that makes sense. Well, I guess I guess it does. Pariah. Uh, yeah, Pariah. It's the um, one mana, or three mana, white in aura. Fuck, my eyes are really blurry. Um, that uh, all damage that we dealt to you is dealt to enchanted creature instead. And that creature can't take, you prevent all the damage, so basically you can't take any damage. So I had my big army, but he was very smugly, to be honest with you. Kind of like, well, you know, you can't kill me. You know, loss of damage is loss of life. Loss of life is not damage. Oh, Black Mage, I know that. Haggard Eyeballs. Again, I know. I know. Chaos Warp. Gideon, ally of Zendikar. Uh, you know, again, he makes uh, he makes ally tokens. Generous Gift. See Beast Within. Although I didn't really talk about Beast Within either. It just it blows up something. Blows up something? Blows something up? Blows, it blows stuff up. Marari's Wake. I mean, you know, if you got the colors. Talisman of Conviction. Okay, where are we going to end? Let me look. I want to let down. Chromatic Lantern. I don't run this very much in a lot of decks anymore, but in a five-color deck? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Especially in a five-color casual deck. So to get back to... I still don't know why I have this enlightened tutor unless it's just to be a scumbag. Uh, so, Venser. So, before I uh, drained the kid with the pariah thing, I was in a pretty deadly board state. Or, deadly? No. I was in a pretty... Oh, fuck. I was in a pretty... Um, deadlocked board state with the uh, woman across from me. And Venser, who is normally in the deck to blink creatures to get enter the battlefield effects, Venser has an ability that people forget about. Minus one, creatures are unblockable this turn. So I used my turn. I had I didn't have the Trampler in play, or the Flyer. I had the plus two, plus two one, but no evasion. So I managed to play two or three allies in the turn, I think including a Phantasmal Image, copying the plus two, plus two. 
but she had plenty of blockers. And then I landed Vencer, kicked him down, and was able to do just enough damage. Well, no, it was like she was at 60, and I think I hit her for 70. So Vencer saved the day. Vencer's, that's not why Vencer's in the deck, but um, it's nice to have. And uh, I won with combat. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I love this deck. Others don't. They are... Allies can be annoying to play around, but unlike Slivers, their abilities are temporary. You have to work for them. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun to combining the creatures to get different effects. Except Kindred Dominance, not Kindred Dominance. Kindred Summons. Yeah, Kindred Dominance is one I'm not running. Kindred Summons. It's just too expensive. I just, I, if I'm going to use a sweeper, I just, Kindred Dominance is just too expensive. The duck, deck doesn't have a ton of acceleration. It's just too expensive. But Kindred Summons is just fun to me. You know, you have five allies in play. Let's cast this and see what, what, what ones we get. Because sometimes I do it main phase hoping I'm going to hit haste. Because if I hit haste at somebody's end step, that doesn't do me any good. Or if I hit the plus two, plus two one at someone's end step, that sucks. I want that to happen on my turn. But if I do that on my turn, then and I don't get the haste guy, then that's kind of wasted. So those are the things that maybe, not, they're, maybe they're not very complicated, but those are the things that go through a Tazri player's head. <laughs> or at least, sorry. Good. That's what goes through my head when I'm just playing straight ally driver. Uh, what have we learned? Nothing. Nothing. But um, we've learned that I'm a scumbag because apparently I put an enlightened tutor in here just to get combo pieces. So that's... I, I, we learned that. We learned that I'm kind of a hypocrite because I'm looking through... Well, not a hypocrite. I'm kind of full of shit because I'm looking through and I see a lot of double mana spells. I mean, not a lot, but I see red, red, and blue. So. Anyway. Pineapple upside down cake. We've also learned that Quentin Tarantino does not get enough credit as a director. He's won two Academy Awards. He's won two Academy Awards for writing. But he has become a fine filmmaker behind the camera. And it, it bums me out that Sam Mendes is going to win Best Director. Because. One, because I don't love Sam Mendes. But two, because it's, it's probably Quentin's last chance to win Best Director. If he really is serious about retiring. And I, I believe him. Or at least I believe that he believes himself. That he's going to retire. But. He's so concerned with legacy. Anyway, that this is probably Quentin's last chance to win Best Director, and he so fucking deserves it. And they don't, and, and they don't get this. They don't see how good of a filmmaker he is. This is his best directed movie, I think, without a doubt. And um, you know, of course, he's an excellent writer. He's supernaturally talented as a writer, but the. Uh, 
such a damn good director and he's probably not getting credit for it they're going to give it to sam mendez because the movie pretends to be in one long shot which it's a good movie i'm not i'm not saying it's not a good movie anyway that was uh chad gets high talks about his commander decks my name is chad and i got high and i talked about my general tazri deck you're still awake i would say to tune in next week and um, I'll talk about another deck. Not sure what yet. But um, anyway, good night.